great events create great brands. And it takes a village to put on an event that engages, excites, and connects audiences to your brand. And we're that village. I'm Alyssa. I'm Paulina. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Great Events, the podcast for all people interested in events and marketing. Hello, everyone. What is going on in the wide, wide world of events? I'm Rachel. I'm Paulina. And we'll be your hosts for today's Great Events podcast. Today, we are joined by a very, very dear friend and special guest, Miss Lisa Messina herself. We have had a, a long partnership with Lisa from her days at Caesars Entertainment and our partnership with Caesars uh, Force Event Connect. But recently, Lisa Messina just became the new uh, chief sales officer at LVCVA. So we thought we'd have her on the podcast to talk about all the things that she is doing. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Oh, Lisa, before we get started, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and just a few things of where, where you are right now and give our listeners just a taste of you as a person, you as a, as a professional, and what, what you recently just uh, moved over to LVCVA for. Well, I'm coming to you live from my office at the Las Vegas Convention Center. My office literally overlooks the convention center floor and the north and central halls. And so if you hear the buzz behind me, it's SEMA. Uh, SEMA is our number one citywide convention that takes place annually here in Las Vegas. So that's the buzz right behind me right now. But yes, I've been at this new job as the chief sales officer at the LVCVA for about two years. Sorry, two months. Feels like two years already. Two months. By the way, those would be two good years because it's been fast and furious, just a lot going on. But yes, this is the first time that the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority has held um, and had a chief sales officer job. So I was honored to be contacted by their recruiting firm at this opportunity. My Caesars family, I was in love with and not quite ready to leave. I had only been there just going on five years and had so much more to accomplish. But this was a great opportunity to get the number one sales position, which was something that I personally was striving to accomplish in my career. It was the chance to represent the entire destination and not just the fabulous resorts of Caesars Entertainment. And you guys know me, you know I'm into girl power and women in leadership. I also had worked on a succession plan while I was at Caesars Entertainment, and I'm very proud to have said that the person that I was working with to work up into my position when I did leave ended up becoming the vice president of sales, and that's Kelly Smith. So I think, you know, if you had to leave a job and go for something that was important for you in your career, it was great that another woman also got her chance at her next big step. So, so far, so good. All the right things moving for all the right reasons. Well, that's great. That's great. We were cheering you on when we heard the news and it's always great to see someone, especially an industry icon like you and, and, a, and a mentor as well, just see them rise into a, such a critical role for a destination. For those listeners, if they are living under a rock, tell them what LVCVA is and, and what it kind of means to be in a destination, just, just so that if they're in event marketing or not necessarily a planner, they can kind of learn from this. The layman's term for the LBCBA would be a destination marketing organization or a convention and visitors bureau. But Las Vegas is a little bit unique. We always are. The LVCVA stands for the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, and it is actually 
a governmental agency that was set up back in the 1950s with the number one mission of driving tourism in Southern Nevada. So our number one goal is to do every and anything to drive visitation, room nights, you know, let customers know of all the 150,000 rooms that we have available here in the destination, expose them to 15 million square feet of meeting space available in the destination, share with them all the new things that have evolved over the years, like the opening of Allegiant Stadium and T-Mobile Arena and Area 15, which if you haven't seen is Las Vegas's take on a museum and a very um, interactive one at that, but something that um, event profs can actually, you know, utilize for off-prem events and, you know, unique and different experiences. So we really are trying to represent the community in all the things that are available to the general tourists and specific to my job, convention and meeting professionals. It's amazing. You touched on some of these unique venues we know and love dearly. I mean, Rachel and I, I feel like we talk about the venues on a daily basis, but Allegiant Stadium being one of the newer ones has really afforded a unique opportunity from a corporate perspective, right? Hosting corporate meetings there in sort of this non-traditional environment, right? On the football field. So I feel like that's really exciting stuff. I mean, you have so many events coming through the doors in Las Vegas. Can you just kind of read into our listeners the total number that you guys typically see on an annual basis and any kind of stats that stand out that are just wow factors for those planners who are currently sourcing for events over the coming years? Absolutely. So we do close to 100,000 meetings and events per year. Now, Let me just qualify that. That is like what your listeners think about as far as a meeting and an event. That doesn't include all of the entertainment. We do 80,000 marriage licenses a year, and then those people go off and have dinners and events and things like that. So just within the meetings, events, and convention side of the business, amongst all of our biggest brands in the destination, we're doing close to 100,000 thousand meetings and events annually. So there's a lot going on here. I mean, on any given year, we have 55 million hotel room nights to fill. And this destination is running at north of 90% occupancy. So we're definitely that city that is 24-7. There's always something new, different to offer. And we welcome everybody from the individual traveler to the world's largest conventions like SEMA happening right now. So yeah, it is definitely a wow factor. There's no destination in the world that can offer that amount of room nights. And like I said, 15 million square feet of space. It's just wow, just based on those numbers. (laughs) Yeah, that is super impressive. A longstanding reason why we love hosting our events in Las Vegas. You did touch on something that our listeners know. I'm a diehard Formula One fan, so I have to bring it up. You touched on these much larger entertainment style events that take place, obviously with the news of the 2023 F1 race happening in Las Vegas myself, and I'm sure maybe one or two other listeners are dying to know, how is LVCVA involved in in an effort like this? Obviously, it's going to be great practice for 
2024 Super Bowl. But this is really one of those world stage opportunities that Vegas is obviously accustomed to. But I think from a sporting perspective, this is pretty unique, right? Absolutely. In fact, we have the F1 launch party on Saturday night. It will be at Caesars Palace. Uh, We've got the four teams representing. So depending on who your driver is, they're going to be on site on Saturday. And there's different programming happening around the Strip, but specifically at Caesars Palace. And then we've got a really fun kickoff with our local band, The Killers. So Mr. Brightside, Poolside, Caesars Palace. I'm super excited. Um, My husband's a little bit older than me, and I had to tell him who The Killers were. But for your listeners, they know who The Killers are, and it's going to be awesome. So we're going to kick off the race with that launch party, and then tickets will go on sale actually on November 5th. So super excited. But back to your question. The LVCBA is the impetus behind that. So it takes a lot of governmental agencies, the governor's office, um, Steve Hill, our CEO. And just like any other event, right, we are trying to um, work on the business development of bringing those top-notch events to our, our destination. There's an RFP. There is a process that you go through in negotiating the deal, bringing the stakeholders together at the table. And then, of course like Las Vegas would see it, is how do we do it better than anywhere else in the world? Because F1 does take place, um, it just took place in Mexico City on Sunday. It was in Singapore a month ago. It was in Montreal back in August. Just like, again, our event professionals, they go to different destinations and often people will choose Las Vegas because they go, we know you're competitive and we know you're going to try to do it better than anybody else. So we're super excited about that. We hope to make it an annual event. Certainly F1 wants that to be the case. They have invested in land just off the strip where they'll build out their paddocks and some of the high-end entertainment. And then, yes, less than 60 days, we will have a Super Bowl um, at Allegiant Stadium. We've already hosted the Pro Bowl, which is exciting. Um, You also both know we hosted the NFL Draft. And there's just many more iconic things like that, that we are looking to serve up here in the destination because our customers expect that. They're always watching Vegas to go, what's next? What are they going to do next? You know, and this might make you girls laugh. I don't know, but I'm a Swifty. I don't know if you are. <laughs> she just announced her tour. How can you not be? She's coming to Allegiant, you guys. Like, So now we have we have three flights to book to Vegas, Paulina. We have this weekend for the kickoff. We have the Super Bowl and T-Swifts. Seriously, you guys, like she is one of the top four female entertainers globally, historically, right? Like hashtag ever. And she was accomplishing those numbers without having a stop here in Las Vegas. So she just announced Allegiant Stadium in the spring. Super, super excited. I'm sure my niece, Taylor, will come out for that concert. But, you know, again, and you know, Taylor, like what a marketer, right? Like she's going to blow it out Las Vegas style too. I can't wait to see what she does. So no matter what the event is, whether it's entertainment, sports, a major convention, you know, people want to be part of the vibe here in Las Vegas. And we're doing everything we can to attract them because it's just that next big thing. And so we're really excited about it. Oh my gosh, you have so much on your plate and it's only month two. Exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask you when you sleep, because it sounds like you probably don't. <laughs> you know, my chief marketing officer, Kate Wick, who I just adore, uh, we're really good team members together, and it's only going to get better from here. But funny thing is all the men on our team always say, we don't sleep. And Kate and I are the ones that are like, we sleep well, because we work so hard during the day. Not that they don't, but like, there's something about it that you're just so excitable and you're just doing so much and you just can't move as fast as you want to move. So by the time your head does hit the pillow, you actually sleep pretty soundly. <laughs> I want to be in an LVCVA brainstorm meeting of what cool stuff you are bringing to the city, because it sounds like I always say like, how can you do bigger and better than Super Bowl? And then you bring F1 and then you have all these, all these major initiatives coming out. Like Super Bowl is just wild the, the, that it's coming in 2024. So that's congratulations. That's, uh, that's really exciting. And I'm, I'm sure many of our listeners will be on that list to try to attend that Super Bowl for sure. But those brainstorm meetings. So, so just out of curiosity, like when you guys are throwing around ideas, what is the limit? Is there no limit? Is it kind of like throw out these partnerships that we can get and these these targeted events or experiences to come to the city and and see what we can do or accomplish? That's exactly right. I mean, it is it is very aspirational. We've got some things um, on the list that I can't talk about at the moment, but I can tell you that if there was the dream the answer is we're going after it. So there's a lot of things that are going to come our way. And again, it's just like we do again on the events or the convention level. It's like we look at the universe of opportunity and we just connect and we partner up with the people that are the main stakeholders that are driving these meetings, events, conventions, special sporting events and say, what if Right. And then from there, just unfold to say, how do we attract you? What does it take? What role do we play? What role does the destination play? Our biggest stakeholders and just come to the table and have a conversation. And then, you know, once we get to that point where we go, OK, we're all in. We understand why this is going to be impactful for all organizations involved, in, including the customer experience. It's like, OK, now what do we do to make it even more special? So it is honestly, Rachel, just dreaming it and saying, what if, and then getting the stakeholders to the table to talk it out and say, how do we accomplish this? So it's really cool to be part of it. And I really am just scratching the surface. The team that's been here, like Brian Yost and Steve Hill, Kate Wick, Lisa Motley, they're just amazing people that I've really enjoyed. If I had to leave an amazing group at Caesars Entertainment, I'm fortunate to be able to land in another amazing group of people that I get to work with every day. So it's exciting. Okay. I have to ask a selfish question for our listeners and for me as an event prof. How can we work with an organization like LVCVA to either tap into the great things that you all are working on, or if I'm sourcing for something and want to bring it to Vegas or SEMA Connect, we're already existing in partnership with, with Vegas maybe not our use case, but for other people listening, how can they activate with a, a destination that's more of a marketing firm? How, how does that work out? Can they reach out to you directly to help or put them in touch with certain organizations? How does that partnership work? So I have two different teams that can support your listeners. I have one team that is specifically focused on the convention campus because we own our convention center. So we have salespeople just like a hotel would have salespeople for their meeting space. So if you're looking at 
one of those bigger, you need 3 million square feet of space and hundreds of thousands of rooms, um, you know, we can help uh, from that standpoint with one team. And then I have a different team that will help you activate in the destination. And so you can go to our website, lvcva.com, click on meetings and events, and you'll see those teams outlined there. You can contact any one of us and we'd be happy to learn more about what you're trying to achieve and then guide you to what is the right connection for you in the city? What's the right brand? What's the right location? You know, a lot of people think about the strip, but they don't know that we have this really cool downtown area. We have amazing assets, one block, five blocks off the strip. So depending on what experience you're looking for, we can help you with that. And then we can also save you time from the standpoint of when you are looking for those spectacular wow moments for your attendees. You want to do something at Allegiant. We'll get you in touch with the team there that's run by Samantha Johnson that'll help you activate. She's got so many unique things. So don't think, oh, I don't have 65,000 people. I couldn't use Allegiant. Not true. She's got amazing spaces for 50 to 250. Same thing with Kelly over at Area 15. You can buy out the whole place if you've got six to 10,000 people. You want an experience for 10 to 50, she has that available too. So the LVCVA can learn a little bit more, save you some time from trying to idea generate, trying to think about budgets, trying to think about where do I belong and not thinking you belong. Like that's a big misnomer. People think, oh, because I'm smaller, maybe Las Vegas isn't for me. Not at all. That just allows us to open up even more opportunity for you when you're a smaller group. So give us a call. Let us learn more about what you're trying to accomplish, how many people, et cetera. And we'll guide you and save you some time in connecting you with the right venues and organizations that'll give you that experience that you're looking for in Las Vegas. Just to add another another to-do on your to-do list, of course. <laughs> I love it though. It's it's the hospitality way, right? It's how how can we help you accomplish going to the moon and back? I love it. I love it. So I want to shift gears a little bit and we can of course talk about Vegas till we're blue in the face because we're all big Vegas fans, but I want to shift to women in leadership. I know that this has been a huge passion of yours throughout your career and you're a huge supporter of MPI and that women's group as well, as well as at the organizations that you're currently at and helping lift those up around you. You and I have uh, kindred spirits and Paulina is kind of the same as, you know, I never say when I'm leading a, a conversation, I never say I, I say we, I, I, we try to give airtime to folks that don't necessarily get the seat at the table. So I, I'm getting to a question, I promise. Um, <laughs> I just think that, you know, this topic is passionate for me too. And it's been a huge part of your career. I, I would love to just hear your thoughts on women in leadership, just from within your own career, but also how you've helped mentor others throughout your career and just generally talk about it and and anything you have planned for LVCBA in terms of women in leadership. The number one thing I would kick off with is, you know, you used the word icon when we started this podcast, and that makes me humble and like crawl under the desk a little bit because that is a very large word. And thank you for saying it. But the reason I have achieved such status like that in the industry is really because of the teams of people I work with. I am a reflection of the organization and the teams that I have 
worked with through the years because we accomplish things together. It's not about me as an individual. I just happen to get a little FaceTime and get a little bit of recognition tied mostly because of the positions I've held and things like that. And so I look at that and I'm humbled by that. I'm honored by that. And I realized that there's armies of people on the teams, in the organizations, whether customer side or on the supplier side, that just never get that recognition. And so I've worked really hard in my career to try to promote that to the best of my ability. You know, when I was at Caesars, as a great example, is my team was built on 14 amazing leaders. I happened to have the title of vice president. Michael Massari had the title of chief sales officer, but we had 14 directors who were powering the Caesars brand day in and day out. And so when it came time to be able to jump up on stage and welcome a group like Cvent Connect, if I got an opportunity to speak in a leadership forum like I did at MPI WEC, It wasn't just about me. I was looking for areas of opportunity to elevate other leaders on my team and specifically women so that they would get that same recognition that they deserved. And so a great example was last year we were hosting World Education Congress at Caesars Forum. And I had a personal reason why I had to hop a flight and go to Chicago. And I was supposed to be on a leadership panel with Chandra Allison and Stephanie Glanzer. And you know what? There was no greater feeling than to be able to look at my team of professionals and go, Rebecca DeLuca, you're up. I got to go. And I never worried about her. Nobody else worried about her taking the stage. She felt comfortable and ready to do it. And she knocked it out of the park. And so that's like a basic example of saying, There are women everywhere in our organizations that just because they don't get a magazine cover or a podcast or something like that doesn't mean they're not doing spectacular work. And so anything I can do to provide the stage that people have provided for me is what I'm trying to accomplish because there's a lot of talented people out there and nobody does it alone. We all do it in the power of groups and teams. Oh my gosh, that's that's so great. And that's great to hear that that will continue to be your passion, whether it's at the association level or within your current organization. I think women in leadership should be more of a daily mantra than something that is just a panel at a random conference. So living it within your daily day-to-day responsibilities, I think is really crucial. So I have to ask a follow-up question for anyone entering the hospitality field um, in their career any advice for, and it, and it could be for anybody, it doesn't have to just be for women entering the field, because it, it could be anybody within a diverse field trying to get the stage or trying to just grow and learn. Any advice for anybody entering into the hospitality space, industry, events industry, whatever it is? I have two thoughts that I like to recommend. One is diversity is key. I have been very intentional in my career in moving to different cities, taking on different market segments, supporting different types of organizations. I've been on the customer side, now the destination side, as well as the hotel brand side and gaming. I have sold luxurious hotels. I've sold focus service hotels. That diversity has provided me a lens 
to do two things. One is to hold a job like I do today, where I support all types of brands, venues, big boxes, smaller assets, and understand what their needs are so that I can better deliver on those needs. That's one. Two is being where I sit in my career today, I have no regrets. I've really done a multitude of things that allows me to sit here with a big birthday around the corner and be proud of what I've accomplished, but also no regrets, like really cool things I've experienced. I have lived in 16 different cities. I have a crazy license plate collection. There's probably states out there looking for me, but um, I kept them as a souvenir of where I've been and a, a memory. So I definitely say diversity is king, being able to work in different organizations, cities, culturally different um, types of companies and organizations. That just makes you a better leader as you work your way through your career. The second thing I would say is don't be afraid. Ask questions. Call on anybody. You know, even at this stage of the game, there are people that I go, gosh, I'd really be interested in what they have to say or share. And I don't hesitate to go on to LinkedIn and reach out to people and say, you know what? I would really love to connect with you. I'm sure you are so busy. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just would love to know from your lens, like what you're dealing with or what you would recommend in this space. You know, your listeners might say, sure, Lisa, that's easy for you. You have a title, et cetera, so on. I've been doing that my entire career. Some of my deepest relationships and mentors have come because I took a chance and I reached out with the mindset, don't be afraid. If there's somebody out there that you might think has something important to share, a solid learning for you, the worst that could happen is that they just don't respond to you. Nobody's going to be mean. <laughs> like nobody's going to, who the heck are you to call me? You know, whatever. I have found more often than not that people want to share their stories. And often I heard that was very courageous of you to, to reach out. And I'm happy to speak with you. And so I welcome that as a, a possible mentor for somebody out there is just like, don't be afraid to reach out and ask the questions and try to connect with somebody that you feel there might be a learning uh, or a value there. So that has um, had very high value and benefit for me personally. That's great advice. I think anybody that's either entering or currently, like I could take that advice as well. Like I think... Um, we all have to remember, depending on what level you are, you shouldn't be afraid to talk to different levels. In fact, I would encourage you skip leveling, doing things like that. We do skip level meetings sometimes in our organizations just to to gain that perspective because some things at the higher level you might not have the perspective of. And the other word I would use, sometimes mentor, that word sometimes gets tired we use it so much, mentorship, mentoring. But I, I think one word that's more powerful as well is find yourself a champion that will cheerlead for you through your success, coach you through your, I don't want to say mistakes, because I think that mistakes are a natural part of learning and your career growth, but coach you through those learning lessons and still cheer you on and still champion you to that next promotion or that next raise or that next career shift. It could be something else within hospitality. It doesn't have to be event professionals, event marketers. It could be anything, you know, hospitality side that you want to move into. Find yourself a champion is my, my main point. You're absolutely right. And the reality is, listen, if we're not making mistakes, we're probably not taking enough risks or being innovative or creative enough. 
So there is nothing wrong with making mistakes. And one thing I will say on the female leadership topic in particular is just don't make it part of your highlight reel. We have a tendency to hone in on what we did wrong, which could be less than 10% of everything we've done right. And yet women, we just like, oh my God, if only I, no, put it aside. You know, the only one that produces your highlight reel is you. So if there's something you want to cut, call the producer, AKA you, and just cut it out. Learn from it and move on because it'll just bog you down from being the innovative, creative person that you are meant to be. <laughs> Pauline, we got to put that quote somewhere in the team pod. That's great. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. I mean, speaking of creating your own highlight reel and you know, telling authentic stories, I feel like I'm curious to know how you identify a career-defining moment or was there a career-defining event or speaking opportunity, or maybe it was just an interactive moment with your champion or your mentor or mentee that I think could be really interesting for our listeners to hear today. Well, I think, honestly, one of my biggest champions was Michael Massari, which is really cool because when we talk about women in leadership, we tend to think that leadership and champion has to come from another female. And my married man with two almost 20-something-year-old daughters there's people like him out there that want women to succeed because he looks at you and says, how do I want my daughter treated? How do I want my wife treated? Right. And so I came into Caesars Entertainment and Mike was that person. Like I've hired you based on your experience and your talent. Now go get it. Right. And he, even though he was the chief sales officer, he did his part to remove obstacles and impediments to me being able to accomplish my job, but then gave me that space to be autonomous, to run the sales division. I had guardrails, of course, every organization does, but I understood what the goals and objectives were. He was there if I needed to call on him or even if to vent. We used to have our conversations, I call them talk me off the ledge moments. I would call him and he inevitably would be traveling and I'd be like, are you driving? Do you mind if I take five minutes? I need you to talk me off the ledge, you know? And so those were those moments. And so I look at somebody like that, that I got to work for, who put me in a position that made this chief sales officer job an opportunity for me. And so having people like that in your career and knowing that it doesn't have to be another female, it can be anyone who just is identifying that you have a talent and that they're willing to support that and giving you the space to do your thing. And that they're also there as a champion and a safety net should you need to fall, should you need to, again, talk yourself off the ledge or whatever that looks like. And so Mike was a big proponent for me for that. And I really have him to thank because I don't know that this opportunity at the Elvis CVA would have shown itself to the extent that it did if it weren't for how he allowed me to run sales at Caesars Entertainment. So I'm very thankful for that. I will second that comment about your mentor or champion can be anyone at any level, and it could be a male or female or however you identify. It, it can be all walks of life. <laughs> I feel like most of my champions are are male, and I've learned a lot from a lot of those, those leaders because they help open those doors as well. And I think that that's an important thing for men to note that women in leadership topic is not just for women. It's for everyone. It's for anybody who understands the value of diversity 
and wants to win. Like you win with diverse teams and being a champion for that is really a winning culture. Yeah. Amen to that. Okay. We're going to do final round of rapid fire questions uh, at the end of this. Paulina thought of a fun one. I think we wanted to hear some things that planners or event profs might not know about Vegas that's going on that maybe doesn't have to do with events, but maybe does. So anything you want to note about what's going on in Vegas that's a little unique? I've got two fun facts that I don't know that a lot of people think about, and it, it, it impacts you whether you're an individual leisure traveler here in Las Vegas or whether you're coming for a major meeting, event, convention. So we have two things going on in the destination. When we think about the customer experience when you come to Las Vegas, we think about our infrastructure. We think about the experience in getting around the city. One of the biggest values we've always had in Las Vegas is, you know, you can land and be at your strip hotel in 15 to 20 minutes and get your event meeting, your weekend started, whatever you're here to do. And so what's really cool is we've got two ways to maneuver you around the destination. And one of those is you may not know that we're a smart city powered by SAP. We have 60 autonomous BMWs running around town. So no, you haven't had too many adult beverages. If you look to the left and you notice that there are people in a car without a driver, those are our autonomous vehicles. They're low emission vehicles that will get you from point A to point B without a lot of stress if you're not used to driving up and down the Las Vegas trip. Then, in conjunction with the Boring Project, we've got a really cool, fascinating thing where we've got an underground system. We currently have five stops with many more to come. And basically, you can start it at the convention center here and go to Resorts World. But we have tunnels that the Boring Project has put underground. It's part of the Las Vegas Loop. And we've got Teslas that are running you from point A to point B underground. It's free on the convention campus. It's only three bucks to get to Resorts World. But eventually, customers will be able to take these Teslas up and down the Las Vegas Strip to Allegiant Stadium, to the airport. So stay tuned. If you haven't actually experienced it, call me personally. We'll take you on a ride. Right now, we've got drivers, but one day those will be driverless too. But it's a sustainable way to make your way around the destination in a really cool experiential way. So come and check it out. So cool. I got to check out this underground thing. I've, I've heard about it and um, I have to see it for firsthand. So we'll let you know when we're back in town because I want to check this out. <laughs> <laughs> One of our three trips will be maneuvering underground, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I wanted to ask, you know, just we typically ask our guests, you know, what is some parting advice, parting words that we can just bestow upon our listeners today that we think will be helpful. Obviously, we've got event marketers, event professionals, members of the hospitality industry. So any parting words that you just kind of want to share with them before we kind of wrap today's up? I think that our event professionals are the hardest working people in the world. We know it's a stressful job to be able to have to execute the details of major events and even the smallest events. And the news is you're not alone. Utilize your partners. We're here for you. We want to help you shine. We want to help you achieve your goals and your objectives. And in a post-COVID world where people are overworked and customer experiences seem to be lagging and there's just not enough help, 
I promise you there are. So reach out to partners like the LVCVA and our biggest brands in this destination. Other cities around the world have services like ours, but don't feel like you're out there alone. Keep dreaming big, keep trying to deliver on those great events and just know that there are partners like us out there to help you so you don't have to stand alone. We want to help you not get out of the park. That's amazing advice. Well, thank you, Lisa, so much for joining today. I know Lisa mentioned reaching out to LVCBA if you need any support planning your events. So our listeners, please take her up on that. She's amazing to work with, as is her new team, I'm sure. And obviously take advantage of the cool events coming to Vegas. I mean, I'm just... Paulina and I are getting off this call right now, and we're going to start plotting our trip and tickets as we end. So lots of exciting things. We'd love to see you. So lots lots of exciting things coming, and, and we really appreciate you taking the time today, Lisa, um, for our listeners to hear a little bit of what's going on with you personally, but also with the city. It's hard to top having the Super Bowl and these big F1 events and, and all the other creative things that LVCBA has going on. So So kudos to you and the team. And very exciting. So for our listeners, please check them out. We hope you enjoyed our chat today and found some inspirations uh, or takeaways that you can maybe use for your own programs or working with your destinations where you're planning your events. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Great Events, a podcast by CBUM. If you want more resources on how to make your events great, go to community.cvent.com. That's community.cv ent.com. Or if you've got a question for us or just want to say hi, email us at greatevents at cvent.com.